0: in my life.
1: You can contact the program by calling 866-41-ABIDE or by visiting us on the web at PastorWood.org. And now, here's your host, Jim Wood.
0: Well, folks, a good Tuesday evening to you. I hope that you are having a great week. I am having a great week. I've got my son, Andrew, in the studio with me this evening, and uh, we are talking about five great truths, absolutely fundamental, vitally important truths that the body of Christ all over the world recognizes and needs to recognize, but we have to teach them to each new generation. You have a great opportunity to do that this weekend because we're celebrating the Reformation. What is the Reformation? Well, it is a term we use to describe a period in the history of Western Europe which impacted the entire world when believers were reawakened to some truths that had been there all along. And we're going to talk tonight about one of those areas of truth, the fact that Jesus Christ alone is the means by which we are saved. He is the head of the church. He is the one and only mediator between God and man. Now, I've had people come to me before and ask me if I would basically go to God on their behalf. What they mean is, would you please pray for me? Would you please pray with me? Uh, you know, they, they, I've had people say, I even had one person say they wanted me to go on a trip with them because they felt like if I was in the plane, they would arrive safely. (laughs) They were serious. Hmm. It was like, you know, well, I just know if you, if you go on the trip and you ride with us, then nothing, nothing bad will happen to us. Hey, you haven't spent enough time with me. First of all, because bad things do happen to me, and two, I'm not as good a person as you think I am. So, uh, you know, let me just tell you, you don't need me to be a mediator between you and God. God loves you. He loves you. He loves you so much Mm -hmm. that he sent his son. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whoever believes in him would not perish but would have everlasting life. So don't you don't have to look to me look to Jesus look to Christ Amen, Amen. But This issue of mediators becomes very important because there are some people who really don't want to work themselves out of a job. My goal when I'm teaching and when I'm preaching and when I'm parenting and when I'm leading an organization is to try to work myself out of a job. (laughs) I want people to know they can depend on God. They don't have to depend on me. Now, I want to be a dependable person. It's not that I don't want to be dependable myself. But if I am doing what I'm supposed to do, As a parent, I am training my children to look past me to the God that I depend on and teaching my children to depend on him. Mm -hmm. That's my goal. As a pastor, I want to do the same thing. If people come to me after they've heard me preach and they say, oh, I could never have figured that out. I just don't know how you do it. I, I guess it's because of all your seminary training and all the books you've read and all the time you spend studying. I could, you know, I, I read that same passage and I just, I just could never have figured out any of that stuff. Well, then I've done a bad job. I am, I am not getting through to this person. The thing that thrills me is when a person comes up to me after I preach or they contact me after listening to me on the radio and they say, you know, you're right, I was following along in the text, and that's exactly what it says. Mm -hmm. It's so clear. Folks, that's my job. I want you to understand what the Bible plainly says. Mm -hmm. And you know what the Bible plainly says? Jesus is the only way. In John chapter 14, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Andrew, what is the Latin term for that?
1: Solus Christus.
0: And so what? when we say only Christ, only Christ, we're not putting somebody else down. We're exalting the King of kings and Lord of lords before whom every knee shall bow. And every tongue is going to confess what? That Jesus Christ is Lord amen. Hi, this is Jim Wood. I'm very grateful for the privilege of teaching God's Word now for over 40 years. I've seen firsthand the power of the gospel changing lives for eternity. My wife and I have been blessed with seven children, four of them adopted. As parents, and in our travels to other countries, we've seen again and again that the human heart is the same everywhere, and everywhere we go, Jesus is the only one who can save. I hope that these broadcasts are an encouragement to you, and I want to ask you to take a moment to encourage us. First, please visit our website, pastorwood.org, to learn more about our work. Second, please pray for us, that we'll remain faithful and that God will continue to use us to spread His Word around the world. And finally, if the Lord prompts you to do so, please support us financially. We're depending on our listeners to stand with us, and we're praying for God to bless you.
1: To step out of my comfort zone Into the realm of the unknown where Jesus
0: is Folks, once again, I am so grateful to have my son Andrew with me in the studio. Andrew has the Advanced MDiv from Southern Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. If that doesn't mean anything to you, it's because you don't know how hard it is to get the Advanced MDiv from Southern Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. But you know what's much more impressive to me than the fact that he has that degree? It's the fact that I know him, and I know him well, and I have had the privilege of watching his walk with God, even through some very difficult things. He has been obedient and given glory to the Lord, and I am so thankful that he's here in the studio with me today. Andrew, we're talking about the uniqueness of Christ the fact that he is not one among many. He mm-hmm. is the one. He is the only one. Mm. What does Paul tell us in First Timothy chapter 2?
1: Verse 5, For there is one God and one mediator also between God and men, the man Christ Jesus,
0: who gave himself as a ransom for all men, the testimony given in its proper time. Now, folks, that one who gave himself as a ransom for us is not, therefore, one of the ways to God. He's the only way. Mm -hmm. And if you want to be able to go to God, you better not be trying to go some other way. Jesus said in John's Gospel that he's the gate and that anybody who tries to get in another way is a thief. Mm Mm-hmm. So Jesus is the one way. I I, I had a guy uh, sitting across from me one time at a meal. And he said, I was asked to say the prayer before the meal. And so I prayed. And when I finished praying, this guy looked at me with tears in his eyes. And he said, it sounded as if you were talking directly to God. And I said, well, I was. And he said, oh, I wish I could do that. And I said, well, you can. Mm -hmm. Now, seated next to him was his parish priest. And I looked at the (laughs) priest, and the priest was listening too. Because let me tell you, there are a lot of people, Protestants and Roman Catholics, Eastern Orthodox, all kinds of folks from various religious backgrounds. And again, let me restate it, including a lot of Protestants who really believe they've got to go through somebody else. Mm They think that they come to God on the basis of, you know, mom's prayers, or they come to God on the basis of grandfather being a preacher, or they come to God on the basis Mm -hmm. of their works, or they come to God on the basis of any number of things. You know, if I've had a, a, a pretty good record, five out of seven days I had a quiet time this week, now I can come to God. No! We have only one basis for coming to God. Amen. Only one and that is our Lord Jesus Christ. He is the only way. Mm -hmm. He says, no one comes to the Father except through me. We're going to repeat that several times during this half hour, but I want you to understand it. Jesus said it. It's absolutely true. And so then I hear some reverend so-and-so, some Protestant flake being interviewed, and he's asked about, you know, what about all the people who haven't heard? And what about people who are in some other country and they're doing the best they know how? And are you really saying that if someone is sincere and they really try hard to live a good life, that that's not enough? And they go, well, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't want to know. I, I Just leave that with God. Well, has God spoken on the matter? Yes. Mm -hmm. That's why we've got to know God's word. God says that all of us have fallen short of his glory. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, you may think you're a pretty good person. I'll go, I'll I'll ape the Apostle Paul here and and do what he (laughs) did on occasion when he was feeling frustrated and sarcastic and inspired by the Holy Spirit to do so in, in his case. He'd say, you know, I'll compare my righteousness with yours, humanly speaking, I'm a pretty good fellow, and I will compare my track record with your track record anytime. Now, let's be clear about this. After Paul says all those kinds of things about himself, he describes himself this way, I am the chief of sinners. He wasn't really trying to convince us what a great guy he was. He was trying to demonstrate Mm -hmm. for us the fact that the best of us is a miserable sinner. Mm Mm-hmm. Compared to the righteousness of Jesus Christ, our righteousness is as filthy rags. Therefore, we need a mediator, and God tells us who the mediator is. The mediator is Jesus Christ. We don't need more than one. We don't need multiple ways to God. We don't need multiple defenders. We have an advocate with the Father. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, Andrew... Down through the history of the church, there have been those who've said you can only get salvation through a particular church, or through Mm -hmm. the sacraments, or through Mary. What did Jesus say in the gospel? Mm -hmm. What did Jesus say about whether we need to come to him or whether because of him we can go directly to the Father?
1: He said he's the only way. No man can come unless they come through him.
0: But then he also says that you don't have to ask me. From now on, you can mm-hmm. ask the Father because of what Jesus did. We can mm-hmm. ask the Father, and the Father will listen to us because of the Son. Amen. So I can speak directly to my Father in heaven and And it's possible for you, my earthly son, to be closer to him, my heavenly father, than you can be to me. Mm. Because you and I, as father and son, Mm -hmm. love each other. You have definitely lived out what it means for a son to honor his father and mother, and I honor you for that. But the fact of the matter is, when we get joined with the Lord, the Bible says we are one spirit with him. Amen. Wow. So this thing of coming through Jesus and through Christ alone he's not only the only means of salvation but this salvation involves intimacy with God doesn't it? Yes
1: sir. I mean there's so many so many things here and and what you're talking about earlier going right along with John 14:6 is Acts 4 Uh, starting in verse 10, Let it be known to all of you, and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by this name this man stands here before you in good health. He is the stone which was rejected by you, the builders, but which became the chief cornerstone. Verse 12. And there is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved.
0: What if a person's really sincere, though, Andrew? Doesn't sincerity count for something? Even if I'm sincerely convinced that I'm Napoleon, doesn't that make it so? It's
1: just another path to hell.
0: But 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 what if what if it's the only path I know?
1: God, and this is this is another just one of the most important parts of the in Christ alone, mm-hmm. uh, what we're talking about here. We have offended the holy God. We are sinners who have violated His commands, and therefore we deserve hell forever. And nothing, absolutely nothing we do can take away all the bad things we've done. There's a sentence of condemnation over us because of the bad things we've done. God is perfect. He demands perfection and there's no way for us to somehow get to perfection because we've all messed up, like you said before. But God has given one way to make it right. He gave perfection Mm -hmm. in his only son. And so when Jesus died on that cross, he took the wrath that our sins deserve, all those who put their faith in him. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it's so critical Anyone who comes along, and and that's why the Apostle Paul uh, talks about the Judaizers. Just let them emasculate themselves. Yep. He talks to the Galatians and says, "Who has bewitched you?" Because we have everything in Christ. Jesus did what no one else could do, and so to try to come up with some other way is an absolute insult on Christ. It's just discarding the one means by which we could get to the Holy God. Right. And so that's that's what's at, at stake for those who reject Jesus and say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try something else.
0: Well, and there are folks who really are offended by that. And this is nothing new. The Bible speaks about people who are offended by the cross. And uh, it's it's not, you know. Uh, Some people think we've just sort of evolved to a higher state now, and we recognize that was a primitive view. We We have a better view. But the fact of the matter is, no. When people say, I think a person who hasn't heard, a person who doesn't know, God surely wouldn't hold them accountable, they are ignoring, again, what he says in his word. I love this from Acts chapter 17 when Paul's in Athens, and he's speaking there. He says, In the past, God overlooked such ignorance, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent. For he has set a day when he will judge the world with justice by the man he has appointed. He has given proof of this to all men by raising him from the dead. Now, when they heard about the resurrection of the dead, some of them sneered, but others said, we want to hear you again on this subject. And at that, Paul left the council. A few men became followers of Paul and believed. But the fact is, most people didn't back then. Most people don't now. The problem is not that people don't have enough information. The problem is that when given the information they need, Mm -hmm. they reject the truth. John says, this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and men preferred the darkness, because their deeds are evil. Our human nature is bent towards sin. So the idea that there need to be some other paths, some other ways to God, <laughs> is simply one more lie from the pit of hell. Jesus is the way, Amen. the truth, the life, and no one comes to the Father except through him.
1: And that's, that's all that God offers. It's the best thing that that could be offered. It's God himself, and so it's rejecting God. It's automatically rejecting God when people try and get there another way. And I love uh, Colossians 1 when he says, uh, "...for by him all things were created, both in the heavens and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities." All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is also head of the body, the church, and he is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he himself will come to have first place in everything. For it was the Father's good pleasure for all the fullness to dwell in him, and through him to reconcile all things to himself, having made peace Through the blood of his cross, through him I say, whether things on earth or things in heaven.
0: Amen. That is what it's all about. That's why we're talking about this. There are a lot of people who are very religious and never darken the door of a church. They've got their other religions. They've got their other views. They've got their other ways of trying to make themselves feel right with the universe, right with the creator. Even people who are devout atheists and reject the notion of the Creator are busy trying to validate themselves and find peace. That's right. Everybody worships something. Everybody is going to submit and bow the knee to something. And one day, everybody is going to have to bow the knee to Jesus. Amen. Because he alone is Lord. Now, I'm, I'm just... I'm going to go right on out there and venture into what some people would say. You didn't have to say that. But I just, I just want to be clear about this. Did Mary need Jesus to die on the cross for her? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mary needed a Savior, as did Joseph. Mm-hmm. Well, I know Joseph did, but Mary, she was sinless. No. Mary wasn't sinless. Mm-hmm. Read the Bible. Mary thought Jesus was out of his mind and she went to collect him Mm -hmm. and Jesus wouldn't even come outside to talk to her. She had journeyed to be where he was because she thought he was out of his mind because he was so busy doing ministry that he wasn't taking time out to eat. And when she did that, that definitely Qualifies as a sin. I don't say that to denigrate the woman. I say it because Scripture says it. Scripture shows her as being like the rest of us. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Nobody is going to be justified in God's sight by keeping the law, Paul Mm -hmm. says. That is the Word of God that instructs us. And so the only way that Mary can approach God is through the Son, Jesus. Now, was Mary an extraordinary, wonderful Mm -hmm. example for us as as an example of faith and Mm -hmm. and trusting God and obeying and submitting? Yes, absolutely. Should she be honored? Yes, definitely. Should we seek to remember her example and, and point others to her example? Yes, definitely. But did she need a Savior? Yes, she did.
1: I just wanted to point out a couple other things. Uh, it's interesting, and I totally agree. We need to be careful that we shouldn't somehow demean Mary, but this, we're addressing this because the Roman Catholic Church has deified her. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting how Jesus responds when she comes with the other relatives. You would think if she was sinless— that, and needed to be, you know, elevated and this, that, and the other. Oh, Jesus would have come out. and No, instead, he says, who is my mother? Who are my sisters and brothers? Those who do the will of God. Exactly. In another place, someone uh, from the crowd calls out, blessed uh, are the, the breasts that nurse you. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said, on the contrary, rather, blessed are those who do the will of God. And so... Multiple times, and then you've got the example of uh, Jesus staying in the temple, yes. and Mary coming and basically confronting Jesus, saying, how could you do this to your father and I? And mm-hmm. Jesus was doing his father's business. Right. And so multiple times you see that Mary wasn't in line with Jesus and mm-hmm. with with God's agenda, basically. And so... No, she wasn't sinless. She needed a Savior. Roman Catholics will point out, oh, well, it says she's, you know, blessed among women. Uh, If you look in the Old Testament, uh, J.L., actually the same phrase, if you look at the Septuagint, Mm -hmm. she is the one who drove the tent peg in Sisera's temple Mm -hmm. in Judges. Same phrase Mm is said of her. Mm -hmm. Blessed are you among women. And so, no, we don't believe that J.L. was sinless or should be elevated. And so over and over, you know, this points, counterpoints for the Roman Catholics, the bottom line is Scripture does not present Mary as a mediator, as sinless. She's a great example of faith, but that view is coming from the Roman Catholic Church, not from Scripture. And And that's why we reject it.
0: That's right. And again, our goal here is not to slam those who are in the Roman Catholic Church. It is simply to say, here's why we're celebrating the rediscovery of biblical truth. And we want you to know that's something worth celebrating. Well, God bless you. We'll be back tomorrow night, God willing, talking about the Doctrine of Grace you've been listening to Abiding in Christ. If you have questions that you'd like for us to tackle on the program or comments you want to make, I want to invite all of you to contact us at 866-41-ABIDE. That's our toll-free number, 866-41-ABIDE, or contact us on the web at pastorwood.org. That's pastorwood.org.